testimony. Amen. You got to have a testimony. And you can't have a testimony without a test. Can I get a witness? And a test is something you got to go through. And the Lord brings you out. So you have a story to tell. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all got a story to tell? The Lord is my life and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. One, one of the things I love about the Psalms, most of the Psalms are written by David, some Asaph, Moses, Hezekiah, but the historicity of the Psalms is that every Psalm is an experience. Can I get a witness? Now listen to this. David didn't write most of his Psalms to after he fell with Bathsheba. He had to get in trouble and a tow truck had to pull him out before he could say, I will bless the Lord at all times. Can I get a witness? And you have to go through something and the Lord brings you out. Can I get a witness? Bless his name. Today we'll be in Ephesians chapter 4. Now we're going to do, we're going to dissect and exegete by the grace of God, exposit this text, Ephesians chapter 4. And I want to start off with verse 22 to 24, and then I want to go back up to verse 17 to lay out my proposition. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24, when you get it, say amen. amen. That ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Say amen. amen. Now I want you to turn to your neighbor and say verse 22. Tells you to take off the grave clothes. And verse 24 tells you to put on the glory clothes. Can I get a witness? You can't bring glory with grave clothes. Hallelujah. Now, 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 I have another little Gordonism I'm going to throw at you. The reason Jesus can't get all the glory is because we won't tell all the story. Can I get a witness? If you ever got rid of your pride and your fake, whatever you think you are, and just told the whole story, the Lord would get the whole glory. Isn't that right? All right, leave that alone. Now go back up to verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. Now turn back to your neighbor and say, are you out of your mind? All right, now here we go. We're going to put this text, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put this text together now. We're going to put, we're going to put this text we're going to put this text together. Amen. Now, I got to smile every now and then because after I preach this morning, somebody said, who are you angry with? I got to, let me, let me, let me deal with this text. My, my text this morning is freed from my own fractures. Freed from my own fractures. God knows we got some fractures. God initiates a surgical 
procedure into the life of all of his children. Once we are saved, we are submitted to God's operation of sanctification for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to his image. And this is where God, the Holy Spirit, subjects us to exposures, experiences, and enlightenments. And it's here where faith is truly defined. Yeah, fellowship is demonstrated and fellowship is demanded. People who have difficulty with unity, purity, and harmony are struggling and suffering from vanity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to build this argument for you momentarily that Paul here in the book of Ephesians, we know he's writing to the church at Ephesus, the historical context is in Acts 19, 20, he's dealing with the church at Ephesus and Timothy, young Timothy, pastor of the church at Ephesus and it's here that Paul begins to lay out, there's six chapters, he begins the first three chapters to deal with Amen. What we have in heaven, it, it is a wisdom from above. It's a wealth for the believer. And in the last three chapters, he deals with our walk, that we ought to have a wealthy walk. You can't have a walk unless you understand your wealth. Are you with me? And what, and what Paul does, he breaks this down into doctrine and then duty. Unless you understand the doctrine, you really can't perform the duty. It is, it is here, it is here. It is here more, probably more deeper than we will ever know that in the first chapter, he's dealing with three, throughout the book, three metaphor or metaphoric positions in the first chapter, he's dealing with sitting. And, 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 and I said this Wednesday at Bible study, if you don't know why and where you are sitting in Christ, you can never walk for Christ. People are trying to walk without understanding where they've been seated. So in the first chapter, he says, we have been called, we have been predestinated, we have been chosen, we have been adopted. We have been elected, we have been called, and none of us had anything to do with that. We, we were called, elected, chosen, adopted before the foundation of the world, and it was by his grace, his mercy, his long-suffering that he saved us. Can I get a witness? You say, well, why is that important? Because if I do not retain the fact that God found me and I didn't find him, if I do not keep reminding myself that I was saved by grace, not works, that it wasn't my diligence, devotion, it wasn't my degrees, it was him. Can I get a witness that he snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments, that he put me on a street call straight, turned my life around progressively, started changing things in my life. I've got to know where I am sitting before I can start talking about walking. 
Can I get a witness? I'm seated in Christ. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and child of God, when you understand why you are sitting, where you are sitting, how you are sitting, then you're able to approach this matter of walking. And, 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 and so when he gets to the fourth chapter, he begins to lay out a dynamic, and I want to go through this as expeditiously as possible for the sake of time. He begins this thing on walking, and, 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 and this thing on walking in Christ means, amen, how we live every day. Can I get a witness? Too many people are walking in bankruptcy. Too, too many people are walking by their feelings. Too many people are walking by their fractures. Can I get a witness? That Paul, Paul points out a very significant portion of scripture here. He says that you and I need to understand how God wants us to walk. Amen. To walk, to live. A amen. And, and it's progressive sanctification. We are growing in grace. Isn't that right? And no, nobody got saved and start walking perfectly. Can I get it? It takes years to walk according to the way God would have you to walk. Do I have a witness up in the house? And, 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 and so Paul deals with this metaphor uh, of walking, but more importantly, he lays out something that I deem to be extraordinary. He says that you cannot walk in unity, purity, harmony, unless you get rid of your vanity. That's, that's my proposition. I want to deal with this because verse 17 says, do not walk as other unbelievers, Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. The word vanity is emptiness, soap bubble, futility. Can I get a witness? We see it in Ecclesiastics. And first of all, there's a freedom from the venom of vanity. In other words, God's got to bring us to ourselves. God's got to show the real us to us. God's got to, listen, God's got to decrease our confidence in our flesh. God's got to, yeah, he, he's got to, amen, somehow, with everything that's been built up in you, he's got to deprogram it. So that when you walk away like Moses, and Moses was the greatest man in Egypt, was taught hieroglyphics, was taught mathematics, was taught calculus, trigonometry. He, he, he participated in the building of the Sphinx and the pyramids and, 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 and all of the embalming uh, mysterious fluids of the Egyptians. He was brought up in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Moses was the man. He was found in a river, taken in, in Pharaoh's house, raised in the best schools, went to the best universities, had doctorates after doctorate after doctorate. But when he met God on Sinai, I wish I had a witness up in this house. God said, boy, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. You, you might be something in Egypt, but you're nothing here. 
And, and, and Moses, Moses lost all the confidence in himself and said, who am I? I can't speak. I stutter. I can't do this. I can't do that. And that's just where God wants us to be. God wants us to become nothing with nothing, for nothing, about nothing, so he can do something. He's got to empty us before he can fill us. And, and it's here, it's here. This word, this word vanity means emptiness. And, and what, it, what it conveys is a dark understanding. Look at verse 18. Come on now. Having the understanding what? Darkened, being alienated from the life of God through ignorance that is in them. Because here it is, spiritually we are blinded. That word vain is in Romans chapter 1 when they did not want to retain God in their vain imaginations. God gave them up, up, and over to a reprobate mind. This vainness, and we all have it. I know you're trying to get out of it. Every last one of us, through this flesh nature, has vanity. Paul said, after being saved 20 years, in Romans chapter 7, he said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. This vanity, this vanity that accentuates your importance, a self-centeredness, an angry and ambitious, a, a criticism of others. Yeah, people that are vain look down on others. They judge others. They critique others. Do I have a witness? They, 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 nothing's wrong with them, but everything's wrong with someone else. Can I get a witness? They set themselves up as judges. They're opinionated. They, they struggle with fellowship and forgiveness. They themselves are vain, futility, empty, darkened in their understanding. And, 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 and here's what Paul is saying, that until our vanity is dealt with. There can never be unity, can never be purity, can never be harmony. Three things Paul is dealing with that's inferred in these scriptures. One is in our reasoning, how we process, and a whole lot of us process from a victim's perspective. John chapter 5, the man, Jesus asked the man, do you want to be healed? That was for a reason. Because the man kept making excuses. Or we procrastinate. Or we lean to our feelings and not to our faith. Do I have a witness? That when something goes wrong, instead of us looking to God, we look within ourselves. And we get and we feel emptier. Can I get a witness? And 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 so and so what one of the things that Paul is laying out is this matter of vanity. Couples come for marriage counseling and one couple's crying, one, one, of the, one of the two is crying and the other one is sitting there practically whistling. And you say, what's wrong with you? You said, nothing, this ain't, this ain't my fault. Can I get a witness? It's vanity. Can I get a witness? And you know we've been vain, we've been vain. We put on, we put on these little clothes, look in the mirror and the mirror lies to us and tells us we look good, smell good and been there, done that. Can I get a witness? And we automatically become vain. Paul says in this context of vanity, and by the way, the more intelligent you are, the more degrees you have, the more astute and articulate you are, 
the harder you got to fight to stay low. Can I get a witness? I'm trying to preach it. The tragedy is I, I, I dropped out of school in the fifth grade, ain't going no further, and I'm trying to act prideful. You call me a fool. Can I get a witness? But the tendency is that vanity has permeated our being. And vanity can be a learned behavior. We could have grown up in a home, come on now, amen, where there was resentment and anger and, 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 and we become vain within ourselves. Some deep historical stuff. I learned, passing 25 years, a whole lot of, from the pulpit to the door, we got some historical stuff that just keep jumping up. Amen. Can I get a witness? Amen. We got some history that we keep denying. Can I get a witness? Oh, you get quiet. Let me look at the clock. I, got, I have you out of here. But amen. The fact of the matter is, it's not your wife, not your husband. It's not your mother, not your father. Sometimes it's that we have never resolved past issues. And now that I'm grown, I want to take it out on everybody else. Can I get a witness? I want to blame you for my lack of. I don't feel good of myself, so I want, to, I want to criticize somebody that feels good about themselves. Can I get a witness? There is a machine going on on the inside about vanity. And the world, and the, look, look, the world is, vanity is all through the world. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, good-looking people and Hollywood people and people with money and people with fame and people with power. It, it, is, it is a world of vanity. So Paul says, until the venom of vanity is removed, there will never be unity. Look at the text at chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, therefore goes back to his sitting position, the prisoner of the Lord, I beg you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Now, now real quick, we're going to go through this quick because the worthy of my calling, my walk ought to be worthy. Can I get a witness? And then verse 2, I ought to walk live in lowliness, meekness, verse 2, long-suffering, forbearing one another. And in verse 3, there's a powerful uh, participle here, endeavoring, I-N-G, participle, in the Greek means to painstakingly keep the peace. Even if it costs you pain, keep peace. Because God, the Holy Spirit, made the peace. Can I get a witness? Don't ever allow yourself to divide God's church, divide your home, divide your family. If it costs you pain, God says keep the peace. Can I get a witness? He, he says endeavoring, look at this, to keep the unity of the peace of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And then he deals with what unity is really defined as oneness. Verse 4, one body, one faith. Verse 5, one baptism. Verse 5b, one God and Father. And, 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 and our means of this unity through the church is the gifts given to the body 
for the perfecting, verse 12, of the saints, the protection, verse 14, and the performance, verse 15. Watch your mind, watch your mouth, watch your motives. He's talking about unity. Now, 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 go back to my proposition. Where there is a bunch of confusion, hell, and division, you got a problem with vanity. Are y'all getting this? If I think I'm all that in a bag of chips, if I think my stuff stinks, if I think I'm the greatest on earth, I can never be unified with you because I'm better than you. Are y'all praying with me? I'm on top of you. I'm not, I'm not equal with you. I'm, 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 I'm in demand. Vanity. I remember uh, I was playing organized baseball and I could hit a home run. I was a notorious home run hitter that. You pitch a fastball inside belt high, kiss it. It's gone. That was my powerhouse. Just inside belt high. Bing. Watch it. And we was playing this team one day, and this boy, he was a left-hander, and he had this wicked screwball. The problem with it, the curveball goes one way, the screwball goes the opposite way, but the problem with the screwball was he never threw it fast. It come to the plate real slow and then break. And when you strike out, you really look bad. So I came up to the plate, and I didn't know he was a screwball pitcher. And I'm, I'm, I looked at him, did like this. And he threw that slow thing. I said, poof, 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 upset out. The whole game I struck out. Because he was throwing something at me that I couldn't handle. Y'all get this on the way home. See, and when Satan starts throwing stuff at you, you can't handle you won't strike out. See, we get prideful. We get vain, don't we? I can handle this. I, I can handle that. I can. And, and Satan, Satan, Satan got a ball that's going to break, and you won't be able to hit it. You won't be able to catch it. You won't be able to throw it. And that's why we got to walk in, listen, the unity of the Spirit. Got to be unified. We got to be unified. He look, look, Look what he says. He says... Amen, that in this text, how do we walk in unity? We walk low. Lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, putting up with one another in love, painfully keeping the unity of the Spirit. Here's what we ought to be living for Jesus. I ought to be able to ask you a question. What kind of pain is it causing you to keep unity in your house? And you ought to name a pain. Uh-oh. It, 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 it ought to cost you something just to keep the unity. Sometimes you got to catch your tongue and I say something. Sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. Some, sometimes you got to get low and humble and act like that person didn't just say what you thought they said. You got to, you got, you, you, you got to just, come, y'all know what I'm talking about. In the name of Jesus, you got to, to keep the unity, it causes some pain. Can I get a witness? Chow, 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 chow to God that uh, he's dealing with this freedom in the venue of unity because you've got people that are controlled and influenced by Satan that would divide the church and divide your home. 
I, I, you know, I'm telling my age, but there was a time in the 50s and early 60s, mom and dad never disagreed with each other openly, even though they disagreed. You couldn't run from one parent to the other. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? If dad says something, mom may not agree with it, but she never would let on. Are y'all praying with me? Amen. Amen. Today, boy, you, well, mommy, what you got to say? Well, I don't agree with him. They, they, they go to unity. They go to, they, are y'all praying with me? Amen. And, 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 child, and child of God, I, I learned something about the way they govern the house. You didn't get a beating for everything you did wrong. They just added it up. Here's how they did it. Mm. But when they caught you. Boy, I remember them beatings, boy. It was actually a conversation. Didn't I tell you not to do it? I ain't going to do it no more. I know you ain't going to do it no more. They just, just, just beat, 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 beat. And while they beating you, they got a nerve to say, shut up. <laughs> and whatever you do, you better not run. I ran one time. My mother was out of breath. When she caught me, she killed me, boy. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. There was a mathematical system of remembrance. Three weeks ago, I told you to watch the dishes. You ain't watching, huh? Four weeks ago, I told you to do this. You mumbled. Five weeks ago, to... <laughs> I remember my grandfather. I loved him, man. I went up there. I said, call him daddy someday. Some, you, got a, you got a quarter? He said, huh? He had a hearing aid in his ear, right? He said, huh? What you say? And I'd be screaming. He said, huh? He couldn't hear me. Two o'clock, I watched that guy come in the house. 5.55, got you. He heard that. Here's what I'm trying to get you to see. Paul is saying that we got to be freed from the venom of vanity so that God can bless us through the venue of unity. We cannot be unified as long as we are prideful. And God's going to block your blessings. And, and, and see, the reason this is so critical, because Philippians 2 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being morphe in the form of God, thought it not robbery in the Greek, he did not demand his prerogatives as God, but humbled himself, emptied out his rights. And went to the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. What do you mean? Here's what Jesus did. Jesus did not demand, being God, that he wanted his prerogatives. He was able to do away with any type of pride, which he didn't have. Amen. Empty out his rights. So he could unify the body. Look at the second freedom real quick. There's a freedom of venue of the unity, but then 
There's the freedom of the vehicle of purity. Now he moves from the fourth chapter to the fifth chapter. And I want you to see this. We're going to come back. He says, verse 1, be mimickers of God and walk in love as Christ also have loved us to give himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. Here's purity. Purity is not just sexual in nature. First of all, purity is cooperation, 5-1, becoming mimickers of God. Purity is conduct, 5-2. Amen. Purity is consecration, 5-3. Purity is conversation, 5-4. Not jesting, not telling dirty jokes, not hurting people with your tongue. It's what we speak. It's counsel, verse 5 to 10. It's the company you keep, 11 to 13. Yeah. It's continual fellowship, 18. It's walking circumspectly, 14 to 17. Excuse me. It's, it's, it's our communion with God, 5, 15 to 20. What do you mean by that? Well, when we walk in the light, then we're walking in Christ. And when, and, and when he talks about these grave clothes, putting off the grave clothes, when Lazarus came out of the grave, when Jesus called Lazarus, he was bound, and Jesus said, Lucy, take off the grave clothes. He's alive now. And the church has got to take off the grave clothes. You know what the grave clothes are. The grave clothes are the clothes we spiritually wore in the world. The attitudes, the addictions, the habits. What we did in the world are the grave clothes. Too many people come to church in grave clothes. Can I get a witness? Put off the grave clothes. Put on the glory clothes. He's dealing with this matter. Listen, once I deal with my vanity, I can now have unity. The unity will move to purity through a process. And here it is. The purity will move to harmony. It's in the context of chapter 5 that he deals with the harmony. And I want you to see this. All spiritual harmony begins with submission. 521, be ye submitted one to the other. You can't give someone rules on marriage when they vain. You can't tell somebody to hang in there in a troubled marriage when somebody's vain. Think they know everything. Critiquing, criticizing. I, I got people right here in the church and I love y'all. People telling me how to pastor, they ain't never pastored. I haven't pastored that long. I only pastored a quarter of a century. 25 years should count for something. He, he should know how to open up the service or something. I got people in the pulpit think they know everything. No, no, I'm serious. Look, look these guys know I love them. They know everything. They know what I should have done, what I should do, what I won't, shouldn't do. And, and it's fine. I don't mind counsel. But have a point of reference for your counsel. Can I get a witness? At least say my daddy was a pastor. <laughs> if, you can't, if you can't say that, please shut your mouth. You ain't got a clue. 12,000 people come to church with 12,000 problems. 
10,000 of the 12,000, amen, got pressures on them. Do I have a witness? Oh, I'm preaching now. 2,000 of the 12,000 don't have a job. 3,000, 12,000 got cancer. 1,000 to 12,000 just got out of jail. Y'all ain't ready for this. Everybody got a story to tell. And the pastor has supposed to be, amen, humble and loving and giving counsel to everybody. It's all right. I thank God for Dr. Bruce Bentley. He's a professional counselor. Before Bruce came on staff, I was doing all the counseling. All of it. And I was like Moses in Exodus 18. I was wearing myself out. Had people lined up in the hallway waiting for counseling. Before Sister Hollinsworth got here, had people lined up in the hallway waiting for counseling. So I just told them we're going to have drive-through counseling. <laughs> you know how you go to McDonald's and you come through the drive-through and you say, uh, two all beef patties, a special sauce, blah, 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 blah. ding, that's it. So they come in and I had my administrative assistant do all the appointments. You were at 3 o'clock. The next couple was at 3.15. The next couple was at 3.30. The next couple was at quarter to four. You say, what can you do in 15 minutes? A lot. And if you talk fast, we got through a lot. I say, what's the problem? And then there's, all right, open up the word. I had all these counseling books I read. They, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. So I had one couple in there say, is that it? I said, that's it for you. <laughs> so that's it for you and if you talk slow write it down and send it before you come so I can read it because I have folk come to my study going like this pastor I think I got a problem I said I got one too bye this, I, can't, I can't fool with y'all and, and the, Lord, the Lord showed me you ain't been called for this boy you, you, better, get a, you better get some counselors up in here and then the same people kept coming back every week. I said, well, what did you do with the last bit of counsel I gave you? <laughs> Don't lean on me. Can I get a witness? Are y'all praying with me? They were driving me crazy. <laughs> and a couple came in my sister. This is the truth. A couple came in my study and they got in the session they going back and forth. They got to arguing. The woman stood up. They going to fight. She said, yeah, go for it. And I said, wait a minute. I stood up. I said, if you scar my piece of furniture, I'm going to kick both of y'all in your body. I said, that's it. That's it. But I knew I wouldn't call the council because... I had this couple come in and the brother came in. He had a big patch on his head. And I, and I prayed with him and I said, what happened to you, man? And he said, I don't want to talk about it. So she said, I hit him over the head with a Bible because he got smart with me. And I bust out laughing. He said, how are you going to laugh for you the pastor? I said, easy, watch this. Ah! I said, that's it. 
But but child, but child of God, when you, yeah. So if you need counseling, just call a general number. But but look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. There, there, there is a. <laughs> there's a freedom in the victory of harmony. Wives submit, husbands love, children obey, adult children honor, fathers provoke not your children of wrath. Are you with me? Chapter, chapter 6, employees, employers. Here, here's what God is saying, that once I get rid of the vanity, I can now usher in unity. Then I can usher in purity. Then I can usher in harmony. Are you with me today? Once I realize that I'm not all of that, then I can unify my house. I can unify the church. Can I get a witness? And 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 and, and Paul, 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 Paul ends on this 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 note about sitting, walking. Now he deals with standing in chapter six. He says, "Wait a minute." You, you've, you've dealt with the vanity, you've dealt with the unity, you've dealt with the purity, you've dealt with the harmony, but if you want to have victory, you got to stand. Three things you got to deal with to get the victory. Evil, Satan is coming. We fight not against flesh and blood. Can I get a witness? And then not only the evil, but you got to put on the equipment, put on the whole armor, of God. Can I get a witness? But after you get understand that the evil is coming and the equipment is needed, then you got to get in, in into the energy. Can I close on the energy? See, the energy, child of God, is that, amen, he says in the sixth chapter, having done all, we need to pray. We, we, we need to pray, and, and, what, and what Paul is talking about, there's four kinds of prayer. Prayer, praise, supplication, intercession, thanksgiving. We need to pray in the Spirit, because we don't know what to ask for as we ought. Can I get a witness? We need to pray with our eyes open, watching and praying. We need to keep on praying. That's the perseverance of praying. And, and even though you're praying and nothing's coming, keep on praying. I remember in, 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 in James chapter 5 uh, talking about Elisha. Elisha told his servant, amen, the land had been dry for, for a long time. And he says, you know what, I'm going to pray for rain. And as Elisha prayed, he asked his servant, have you seen anything in the sky? He said, I haven't seen a thing. And the Bible says, and Elisha kept on praying. And he asked his servant, have you seen anything? His servant said, I don't see a thing. And the Bible says, and Elijah kept on praying. Can I get a witness? And, and he said, have you seen anything? He said, yeah, I, I, I see a little cloud about the hand, size of a man's hand. Elijah said, that's it. And the Bible said, and he kept on praying. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So those of you that don't see nothing, just keep on praying. But you got to watch and pray. You can't just pray. You got to watch and pray. That means you got to pray and then look up. When you don't see nothing, pray and look up. Pray and look up and keep praying and look up. Pray and look out. Pray and look back. Pray and look to the side. You got to keep on praying. 
And when Moses, when Israel was fighting Amalek, Amalek came and Moses said, let me go up to the mountain so I can pray. And while Moses was praying on the mountaintop, Joshua the warrior had went down in the valley with his sword. He was fighting Amalek. Can I get a witness? While Moses was praying, Joshua was fighting. And then Moses' arms got tired. You'll get tired praying, won't you? You'll get tired waiting, won't you? You'll get tired hoping, won't you? And her and, and, and Aaron lifted up Moses' arms so he could keep on praying. Child of God, you need somebody to lift up your arms and help you to pray through something. Can I get a witness? When you get tired, somebody else has got to help you and lift up your arms and keep on praying. It's called energy. Can I get a witness? And sometimes we'll pray and God may not move then, but later on God will show up for past prayers. Don't you know past prayers have not even come to fruition yet? Stuff your mother and father prayed may not have hit root yet. Stuff you prayed for your children may not have hit root yet. Can I get a witness? But child of God, you have nothing to fear because the enemy can't have you. Satan can't demolish you. Satan can't defeat you. Can I get a witness? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We got a father who loves us. We got Jesus who's about us. Can I get a witness? And Jesus is our big brother. Can I get a witness? I was telling the men yesterday, a father was driving in the car with his little boy. And as they were driving down the highway, uh, the windows were up, the air conditioner was on, it was hot outside. And the little boy said, Father, there's a bee in the car and I'm afraid. And the father was driving with one hand and saw the bee buzzing in the car near his son. And the father took his other hand and snatched the bee out of the sky. And he held that bee. Can I get a witness? And then he let that bee go. But the little boy said, Daddy, the bee is still in the car. But the father opened up his hands and said, the bee can't sting you because I've got the stinger in my hand. Well, Jesus, he took your sting. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus is your big brother. And no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Satan can't harm you. Satan can't hurt you. Satan can't defeat you. If your children are still out there, they're just on a delayed track. Can I get a witness? God's got them in his hands. Can I get a witness? But we got to get rid of the vanity so God can bring the unity and God can increase, yeah, the purity and God can motivate, yeah, the harmony. So God, yeah, can bring us the victory. Can I get a witness? I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. 
say yeah the Lord is my light and my salvation I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit I don't want to quench the Holy Spirit so I gotta deal with my vanity so I have unity I can live in purity and end up in harmony and I can sleep with victory say yeah say yeah child of God it's what you don't see that God's got in his hands is what you can't imagine that God is doing without you can I get a witness I'm closing but child of God and St. Matthews you heard this before a young boy came home and complained about a bully at school he said this bully keeps beating me up and picking on me so his oldest brother said son his oldest brother said brother here's what I want you to do I want you to go to that bully's house knock on the door and when the bully comes to the door tell that bully face to face I've taken all I can stand and I ain't taking no more the next time you try to bully me it's me and you so the little boy was afraid and the older brother said do what I told you to do so the little boy went to the bully's house he knocked on the door the bully came to the door and said what do you want he said I've taken all I can stand and I can't stand no more the next time you bully me me and you gonna fight so the bully was looking at him but his eyes went over his head can I get a witness and the little boy came home and the bully shut the door and the little boy came back home and told his brother I don't understand but I told that bully what you told me to tell him and he just shut the door so the little boy said what happened he said well why you knocked on the door when the bully came to the door I was standing in the street behind you with my arms folded and the bully saw me and he decided to leave you alone what child of God Satan Satan cannot defeat you because behind you is Jesus and he's the author he's the finisher of our faith can I get a witness you've got a brother that can rumble you've got a brother that can defeat the devil you've got a brother that can bring the victory say yeah say yeah oh what a fellowship oh what a joy divine leaning 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 say yeah he's worthy jesus is worthy worthy to be praised stand on your feet the venom of vanity must be dealt with so that unity can come in purity and harmony can show up and then we can have the victory as every head is bowed your eyes closed if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus in the part of your sins
That means you need to be saved. Just be honest with God. Raise your hand. Is there one? I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I see hands. Come on up. Amen. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to believe he died for my sins, was buried, and rose again. Come on up, baby. Is there another? Is there another? Don't go to hell. You need to give Christ your life. Can I get a witness? He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Or perhaps you want to join the church on your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Come on, honey. Come on, darling. And the other lady, tell her to come on up. We wait and praise Jesus. Is there another? Bless the Lord. Is there another? Is there another? Praise Jesus. There you go. There we go. Balcony, you want to join the church or be saved? I want you to come right now. Praise Jesus. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Thank you. Stand right here. Praise Jesus. Hello. Come on. Come on. Come on. Love you guys. Come on. Come on down here. Come on down here. Is there another? Is there another? Praise Jesus. Is there another? Step out. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't he good? And his mercy endureth forever. I don't know about you, but I struggled with vanity for years. And God wanted to disintegrate the vanity so that I would learn to walk in unity. Purity and harmony. And stand in victory. God is waiting for you and I to lay down the vanity and confess that we are nothing and he's everything. And we can't do this without him. That's all that's vanity. Can I get a witness? Praise Jesus. And then God will show us with unity. And I'm not just talking about unity in the congregation. I'm talking about unity of mind. Our minds won't be divided all over the place. One Lord, one faith, one path. Paul says, for me to live is Christ. That's an undivided mind. And to die is gain. Praise Jesus. Thank you for you beautiful ladies. I'm going to ask the ministers to take you. Amen. Can you follow them, please? Church, say amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now, how many of you know we need to be freed from our own fractures? Put your hands down. I want to ask another question. How many of you are fractured? Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. See, the rich young ruler messed up. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And the Bible says, Jesus loving him said, sell all that you have and give it to the poor and then follow me. And the Bible says he went away sorrowful. His vanity was his money. Amen? Money was standing in the way of eternal life. We got to lay it down. All the vanity, the vainness, the emptiness, the self-import, the self, 
motivated stuff that we do day by day. Me, myself, and I. I'm great. I'm somebody. No, you're nobody that needs somebody to affect everybody. Let's look to the Lord. Father, we thank you for this awesome message which surgically, oh God, divides us from soul and sunder. That when we learn to walk in humility and denounce vanity, there's a mysterious unity, purity, harmony, and victory. If we would just lower our self-import and become a slave, you will bless us. So as we leave this place, oh God, remind us we're just dust. There's nothing about us. We need you. You don't need us. And we confess that we're going to leave all of our vanity right here. And before we get to our car, bring unity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, say amen. Amen. Church, say amen again. And leave all your vanity right in the seat. All right, and we'll see you. We'll see you Wednesday. We love you. Have a great day. Sing us up, choir. Father, in the name of Jesus, come from my sister.